Welcome to Between the Bylines, a weekly podcast from the Boston University News Service where we unpack must-read stories from the past week through the lens of student journalism. Hear how the story was made from the writers and editors who made it. Hi, it's February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm Sophie Will and I'm the managing editor. And I'm Abigail Freeman and I'm the assistant managing editor. Welcome to Between the Bylines. This week we have our business and technology editor Dave Sebastian with us. Hi Dave, how's it going? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Great. So we wanted to talk about one of the stories that you published this week and also just kind of highlight your section because we haven't had a business and tech section for a little while. So why don't you tell us about this story that you wrote and edited? Sure. So last Saturday I went to a panel at the BU Equestrian School of Business that was held by this group called Net Impact Boston. Um, it was a panel about um, how farmers need to have more financial incentives to implement uh, more sustainable farming strategies. Hmm. The panelists included um, ag- agricultural uh, executives and um, researchers b- uh, who are based in the New England area. and. They said farmers are being paid by the volume of crops they yield. However, to implement those new farming strategies that have been proposed, like um, regenerative, regenerative farming, um, it requires a lot of work. And mm. these farmers aren't ju- are just not financially ready to implement those efforts, and they need more funding to, for example, um, have cover crops or plant several crops um, in the same field, which uh, which um, would lead to um, lesser yield of their crops. And that's just hard to implement in states like, um, for example, Iowa or um, like Minnesota, where they produce a lot of soybeans, and that's kind of like the main crop like, like in that area. So for them to kind of um, plant several crops on their soil, that would need a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the main takeaway from the panel? Yeah, so I guess like the main takeaway would be that um, the panelists seem to be um, like optimistic about the future of uh, sustainable farming, uh, especially with all the um, advanced um, like developments um, in the field. But they just feel that there needs to be more funding towards these farmers, both on the um, company side um, and also from other parties. Um, especially um, on the investment front, however, um, there seems to be more traction towards uh, farming strategies, um, and that's reflected on the startups uh, that have been um, like developing these technologies over the past few years, and one like and like one of the fa- and one of one of the panelists, uh, her name was, and one of the panelists, uh, her name is um, Renee um, Vazilos. She's the founder and economist at the Boston-based Banyan uh, um, Innovation Group. She said that uh, investments in the farming sector have been very good in recent years, and also, I asked her a question after the event. Um, so there's this metric um, for stocks. So uh, it's called the Environmental, Social, and Governance um, Stock Indexes, or, uh, hmm. or it's commonly known as the ESG Index. So these public companies, when um, they trade out there, um, their performance is tracked by various indexes. So like you might know like the Dow or NASDAQ or um, all those indexes, 
Um, this this one um, ESG index tracks the um, social and um, environmental performance of these companies, and also um, whatever happens in a boardroom, for example, um, corporate culture or gender um, like discrimination in a company. That's also tracked by these indexes, and um, investors have been very interested in um, investing in companies that are responsible in that in, like, um, like, um, like in that way. So um, that's also one of the catalysts to uh, investments in the farming, well, like in the, um, like in the sustainable farming sector. So one part of the story that you mentioned was the Green New Deal, which was introduced this time last week by BU alum, uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and it's been all the rage that we've all been talking about. So could you tell us a little bit about how the panel discussed this and kind of how this ties in? Sure. So most of the panelists I talked to were bullish on this Green New Deal um, because like one of the main points that the deal mentions uh, like that um, like that it mentioned was um, was like to reduce uh, carbon emissions and that's kind of the goal of um, sustainable farming practices so that goes in line with that and one panelist his name's John Stoddart he's the founder and uh, founder of higher ground farm a consulting firm in Boston um, he said that the Green New Deal would pretty much support this um, effort in uh, like sustainable farming because one, it, um, like, it really takes into account that climate change is real, it's happening. And there have been several politicians who deny that fact. And it also will encourage the type of um, like innovation and support that will um, eventually help these farming practices. Um, like develop in the future. It almost it almost makes me wish that Ocasio Cortez was at the panel. I think it would have been <laughs> an awesome guest appearance from her. That would have been interesting. So to transition a little bit, this is a great story. Um, but first of all, you're business and tech editor for this semester, and we wanted to talk about you know your section. And we brought back this section after I think it was a semester or two hiatus from not having an editor for this specific section. So can you tell us a little bit about your section and some of your goals for it? For sure. I'm excited to lead a section, but at the same time, I'm also exploring um, new ways to bring in creative story ideas. Um, I'm just trying to cover um, all the fun that Boston has, and <laughs> especially in the startup and um, like innovation spaces, because that's where, that's where all the cool companies are, and they're in Boston, and it's just too bad that we're not covering all these interesting um, um, like um, developments, and also the hub of startups basically in America. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why that's kind of what I want to accomplish through my section, which is to expand the coverage of these startups and. Also, um, I'm aiming to obviously get more content uh, published under my section. Um, it's been going out pretty well so far, even though uh, I'm still trying to look for uh, more writers um, for my section. Uh, we've been averaging about two stories a week so far, which is 
a great accomplishment considering that we <laughs> we only had one or two stories writing. Uh, no, sorry, um, like one or two uh, like writers writing for me as of now, but they've been great and. Um, I want to generate more interest in the business and tech sector um, at BU, especially in com, um, because honestly, it's it's a crucial sector to be covered, and that's where all the jargon is. I know, but that's kind of our role as journalists is to translate all these business and tech jargons into um, basic English, like into plain English, and I feel that there there's a lot of Things that are um, like overlooked just because we're not doing enough business coverage. Mm-hmm. I agree, um, and we're really proud to have you on our team and spearheading business coverage. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, I do think it's really important. Um, so, with that being said, and hopefully we will have more writers joining your section soon. Um, what hot topics are you going to be looking out for? So, several of the hot topics in the field, I feel, as I mentioned, starts in um, um, and um, innovation in Boston. They're very big, and these startups make products that, well, like that, oftentimes would rival those of um, those of big companies, and big companies would um, like also um, like oftentimes pursue products that are made by these startups. Um, while at the same time, big companies have also been um, getting more, more and more interested in the startup space. They've been investing greatly in startups, um, launching programs like uh, um, venture capital um, programs. Uh, so it's definitely a field that is growing, especially here in Boston. And in terms of what these startups are making themselves, um, so. A few weeks ago, actually last month, I I covered um, CES um, in Las Vegas together with um, the BU News Service team, and so CES is a is a trade show. It's a tech trade show that's very big. It's the biggest in the world. Um, it had about 180,000 attendees, and various companies from all around the world exhibiting their products. And one of the main takeaways I had from um, covering that was, um, it's really all about interconnectivity among um, devices. Mm-hmm. So when a company um, designs a product, it um, like inevitably like it um, like has to be able to connect with various other devices and also its surroundings, starting from the smartphone and being able to um, like recognize um, its surroundings, like um, how far. Um, a road is, or um, which objects might pose hazard um, towards um, like the user or whatnot. So, uh, like eventually, it all boils down to uh, like artificial intelligence, um, augmented, augmented um, like reality, um, self-driving, te- self-driving technologies, and also um, 5G. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Yeah, and I also aim to um, like localize um, like national and and also um, like international angles into my section because business, as you know, is international. Mm-hmm. And one of the brewing issues that's been going on lately from Washington, I guess, is trade. Like the U.S. has been mired in this long trade tensions with 
many of its trading partners right now. Big topic in the State of the Union, which yeah. I'm sure you heard. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and like the news has been fluctuating lately, but um, President Trump is slated to meet President Xi Jinping of China uh, around late February, but I think <clears throat> the plans have changed at least twice over the past week, so I'm not really sure how that's going to go. Mm -hmm. But like, nevertheless, trade is like it's um, like it, um, like in essence, it's a policy story, but um, it like involves various um, companies, big companies that employ thousands of workers. So it's really a, um, um, it's like really a topic that should be covered. Thanks so much for putting all of that into perspective for us, Dave. Um, God knows that I couldn't be the business editor, so <laughs> I'm thankful to have you to kind of decipher all this jargon and to really put things in plain terms for the rest of us. So. Absolutely. Well, thanks for being here, Dave. That's all we have for this week. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you at Pitch Meeting today at 6.30 in COM 321. Check us out at bunewservice.com or email us at bunewservice at gmail.com. And until next week, this has been Between the Bylines.